Hello friends and welcome to Thursday's edition of the Kings of Anglian podcast. Yes, Ipswich Town failed to win on Tuesday night. Yes, World War Three has started this morning and yes, the weather is really rather poor. But put that all to one side, put it to the back of your mind for the next half an hour, hour or so and let the Heath and Hutch connection cheer you right up. Mark Heath, Andy Warren here. Hutchie, things are bad, but things are always good when we're on this podcast. Uh, How are you? This is what this is what the world needs, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> Forty-five minutes of Ipswich Town chat—that would just heal so many, so many wounds. Can we send this to Putin? Cheer him up. Someone needs to. Exactly. Um, yeah, someone needs to cheer that man up. Hundred percent. Um. Oh, what's this? I say it's it's me and Hutchie. Um. There is a there is an infiltrator. He's, dan- he's currently dancing in the background. And we should probably tell for people who uh, are wondering what's going on. Roscoe was recording Meet Your Position this morning. So he said, come on later on. Hutchie, what do you think? I mean, obviously he's late. How are you feeling about um, letting him in? He's, we, we can see him. Like If you're watching this on video or listening on, on audio, you can't see or hear him. But we can. There's a little kind of waiting room at the bottom. Um, can you hear us in there, Ross? Yep, he can. can. Yeah. He's making all sorts of weird kind of facial expressions, arm arm waves. Uh, oh, the tongue's come out. Nah. That, your tongue is massive. <laughs> that, look at that. We've got it's to bring him in, Hutchie. huge. Get in. We've got to bring him in. Bring, get in here and show people your tongue. <laughs> That's absolutely oh, massive. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> That's, that is an oversized tongue there, Roscoe. Something I never knew about you. How are you? How was Meet the Opposition? It was very good. Good old Derek Quinn. Um, of course, Derek Adam, Adams is now the manager at Morecambe. But um, yeah, he's um, he was a good, good lad. He said, Morecambe have got the best pies in the football league. So we have to review that on the pod on Monday. So fish, there we go. Fish, fish pies, are they? I don't know. I didn't actually ask what was in them. I just said <laughs> cockles. Cockles. Yeah. What's, uh, what's his name? Good old who? Derek Quinn. Good old Derek Quinn. I, uh, what does he qualify as good old? Um, 40 years covering Morecambe as a oh, fan, journalist. So he's actually old. You just mean literally old? Yeah, or he doesn't look that old. But yeah, <laughs> he, he was a good lad. Good lad. Excellent. Fair enough. Look out for that then, uh, friends, later on. Uh, meet the opposition video with Roscoe going out, as it does every week. Superb content from the KOA Kings of Anglia channel. Right then, friends, um, Roscoe's here so we can talk about the game Tuesday night. Um, Hutchie, nil-nil. Um, watching you and Stu's reaction after the game, you were visibly frustrated. Um, Stu less so. I mean, obviously, given this job, we try and stay objective um, as journalists, but clearly we all want town to do well. We're all Ipswich Town fans to one extent or another. Um, and post-game, you just look a bit miffed. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm still, fr- I'm still frustrated about it. That the, the standards have been raised at Ipswich recently, um, and being being frustrated about about the this draw and and, and dropping points do- doesn't mean that you're not kind of wholeheartedly encouraged by by Kieran McKenna and what's and what's going on. I think they're in such a good place, such a good place at the moment. But I, I just left feeling very frustrated that they weren't in an even. An mm. even better place because they they did all the hard work to win. Like I, I still think they've they've done such a good job in in closing this gap to the playoffs and everything's bunching together. They're they're right in the mix, 
but I still it still feels like they've got an almighty job on their hands for the to have the consistency to get to get to where they want to be. I think they're good enough to get there. I've got absolutely no doubt in my mind that had had Kieran McKenna been in this job long, longer that 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 we'd see an Ipswich team right in the mix. But it, I just mm. left feeling frustrated after we'd all watched a game where Ipswich had had such a good half um, and created all the opportunities to win it and take two more points um, just to make that task a little bit more easy. Um, mm. I can like if we've said this so many times but so much of what's going on at Ipswich is framed and in relation is in relation to how bad the start was because a nil-nil draw at home to Cheltenham and a half decent performance isn't a disaster of course it's not Hmm. it was it you'd have it's absolutely fine had things been just that that bit better at the start it would have been absolutely fine I don't I'd agree with Kieran McKenna draws are really no good to Ipswich they need they need wins and this was a this was a chance to chance to come away with one so yeah I, I do still I do still feel a bit frustrated by it but it doesn't mean I'm not kind of heartened by by everything everything that's going on and I don't think it means then I don't think that's going to be the difference to them not making the playoffs or not I, I, mm. like, like you would look back at it and we'll, we'll if they don't make it we'll all be looking back to the start of the season it's not drop points like this but two two points that were there for the there for the taking Mm. In terms of the start of the season, just as an aside, I see Paul Cook uh, maybe struggling a little bit at the start of Chesterfield, isn't he? It's not, yeah. not going quite to not plan. Going, yeah, it's not. It, yeah, the ground has not been hit running in that one. Big, they lost at home to Wrexham on Tuesday. Yeah, big money Wrexham. And um, we'll come on to the kind of implications in due course. Obviously, Town could have cut the gap to the playoffs with results going uh, for them elsewhere. Ended up remaining at four points. Could have been two. Um, Rossi, Kieran McKenna after the game said that this was the best first half performance that he's seen in his time at town. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I'll say that. Um, I think they continued the flow of the win on, on Saturday. You know, the first half, we had our chances. Um, sadly, we didn't take on Wes Burns' chance. I don't know how he didn't score that that volley. Oh, what an opportunity. Um, but, yeah, I just felt second half after the restart, it, we just went just went flat. Um, mm-hmm. We weren't being the normal tippy-tappy one-twos as we normally are. Lou Wolfden did a lot of long balls. Um, but yeah, first half, we had chances, just didn't take them. And uh, Cheltenham did a Cheltenham and boring, boring Cheltenham. Um, well, they were happy we were a point. But uh, yeah, frustrating, as and as, as, as Hutchie said, it was a frustrating second half. Um, just we could have played all night and I probably we wouldn't have scored. One of the big talking points we'll talk about at the end of this, Hutchie, is obviously the Lee Evans injury and, and how Town approached that going forward. But in this game, they replaced him with Tom Carroll. How did you think um, that, that Tom did in that midfield alongside Morsey? The first half, I thought he was as, as much of a much a part of it like, as anything. Um, he He's good on the ball. He can sweep the ball around. He played some nice little clever passes into gaps in behind defenders, broke the lines. Um that that's a half that that suited Tom Carroll. I think he he suits games where his team has the ball a lot. Uh, he suits games where the, his team are pushing forward a lot. Um, second half, we've it's not the first time we've seen sort of Tom Carroll kind of drift out of games as the minutes rack up mm. on him, um, and that happened. That happened again in this one. I thought he did okay actually in the first half, but I I, I thought he I thought he drifted out of it. Drifted mm. out of it in the second. They do miss Lee Evans, mm. and we'll, we'll talk about that in due course. What did you make of of the team as a whole, Hutchie? I mean, the, the back eight, obviously Evans aside in this case, 
picks itself these days. Front three was Selena Chaplin and um, and KJ again. Um, mm-hmm. how, how do you think those those three fared as a trio? Yeah, that's probably if I'd been on the podcast on Monday, that's probably the the three I would have I would have gone for. Probably mm. the team I would have gone for actually without obviously with Evans. Um, I thought they did they okay again first half. Look, look great. They they mm. they weren't able to use Jackson in quite the same way. He was the central striker this time rather than than playing wide, and um, they weren't able to. They tried. They tried to thread him away and and tried to use him. He worked hard. He did some did some good things. He didn't hit the heights of Saturday. I don't think he was ever going to hit the heights of Saturday. He was absolutely brilliant on Saturday. Um, Salina, I thought played well. Um, first half. In particular, it's it's all it's all much much the same. That all these players had better first halves than they did than they did second. Um, I quite I like Chaplin and Selena as a pair behind a striker. I, I, I wonder whether they they are more suited to playing with Bon in that in that in that kind of setup. But no, I thought mm. first half they did all of them did everything but score. Chaplin had a diving header saved. As Ross said, the big chance was the Wes Burns one inside five minutes. If that had gone in, I think we'd have had another kind of Burton result on our on our hands to be talking about here. But it but it didn't. And then then all of these players sort of drifted away <clears> in the in the second half as 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 things just got that little bit tougher. So it's it's a pretty familiar familiar tale. We've seen that one before, haven't we? Are you saying, Hutchie, that it was a game of two halves? Is it, yeah, it was a game of two halves. <laughs> uh, a draw, a draw is better than a loss. It is, which they, exactly. and they could, have, and they could have lost this game they as well. Could have lost this um, game. Let's so, let's stick with the positives. Uh, so they yeah. could have lost this game. They didn't. They also, Rossi, um, in terms of positives, made it five clean sheets in a row, which is a, a equaling a club record. Um, and that's obviously it's tough to see that as a, a consolation after a game you, you should have won. But the fact that Town now are so solid at the back is, is something not to be overlooked, is it? No, definitely not. Because um, yeah, under the Paul Cook era, every every game we're expecting to concede a goal, also score goals. Um, mm. You know, Walton again making some good saves. You know, Charlton they could have nicked that at the end. They had a corner, didn't they, at the end there? And it's like, oh god, here we go. But thankfully, we're able to keep that out, and we mm. went up and got another clean sheet. And I think. I said it on the pod on Monday, it's just the foundations of a good team. You know, you've got that that back back four there, um, keeping these clean sheets. And unfortunately, we just didn't find the, the killer goal. As, as I just said, if Wesburn scored that early goal, I think we would have been scoring for fun. It would have been showers of, of goals. Um, but unfortunately not. That's not the right phrase, is it? What's the phrase? Sha- Raining goals. I like, <laughs> I, like, I like showers of goals. I like showers of goals. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm in for that. Ipswich Town were showering in goals on Saturday <laughs> as they beat Morecambe 10 nil. There we go. Store that one for future re- reference, Hutchie. Um, what did you make, Andy, yesterday of um, Michael Duff's comments post-match, which were the, actually ended up being the most read thing on our websites yesterday, where he said essentially, to, to kind of give you a, a shortened version, um, he wasn't bothered about the, the boring, boring Cheltenham chance because that meant that Ipswich Town fans were more interested in them than they were in supporting their own team. He's quite happy with a nil-nil. They had more than enough excitement on Saturday when they drew 5-5 with Wickham. And also that we're under no obligation. This is the one that kind of interested me the most. We're under no obligation to come here and play football, essentially. Um, we don't have to do that. We can play however we want to play. Um, what did you make of it? Allegations of time-wasting. He says that was that was nonsense as well. That was just genuine cramp. That's the worst thing you can get in football. Um, what did you make of them? 
he's right, isn't he? Of course, they 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 can come and do whatever they want. They're, they're mm. not they're not obliged to kind of play play Ipswich at their own game um, because if they did, they would be beaten because mm. Ipswich have got better players and are, and are better at it. There's a reason why teams like Cheltenham are able to 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 kind of do well, and and that's because they 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 can do these things. You know what? This wasn't like the Oxford game, which which is kind of the last time we had this sort of big discussion, didn't we? About boring, boring Oxford. O- Oxford was very, very blatant. I, I, I didn't, I didn't think that on mm. this occasion. It's frustrating, of course. It's frustrating. It, it, they, they stopped Ipswich in their getting their rhythm in the in the second half. Um, but as we say so many times, they they kind of had the right to do that. That Wes Burns chance goes in after five minutes. There's not a chance that you're looking at sort of wasting time and, and seeing things out. Um, you know, I didn't... I'll put this one more on Ipswich, if I'm honest. It's annoying. Mm. Of course, it's annoying to watch, but you, you kind of put yourself in that situation by not by not taking your chances and not, not doing the business. It, I didn't think it was as bad as the, the Oxford game, which, which was a little bit ridiculous. Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, and the other thing in terms of post-game stuff, Kieran McKenna actually said... Um, made reference to kind of fatigue in in key positions and players maybe crossing that Stuart Watson amber zone line, um, or is it the red zone? I can't remember. Is it amber or red? Uh, you kind of get you get into the amber zone, and that's when you start questioning it. If you're in the red, then um, it's too immediate, late. Um, immediate action is needed. Otherwise, you're yeah, you've you've lost your chance. Uh, is that a fair comment? Do you think you made reference to town kind of tailing away in the second half? Are yeah. the players there? You're looking at thinking they maybe need a rest. Yeah, to an extent, I've, I, the obvious one that springs to mind is Wes Burns. I think who who has played through injuries at times this season. I love watching Wes Burns. He's been a great signing. Um, his final ball hasn't really been at it in the last <clears> couple. Um, maybe maybe he's one. I'm, I'm not I'm not sure where else on the pitch potentially you'd, you'd be looking at. You're certainly not looking at the defence. They they kept no. on they kept on plugging in in that regard. Um, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe Chaplin slowed up a a little as the game goes on. He gives everything for every minute of every game. Um, I tell you what. One thing I was a bit I was disappointed that the substitutes weren't able to lift it any any kind of levels. Macaulay Bond came on, didn't really get into the game. Um, came Vincent Young came on for Dominic Thompson. Maybe Dominic Thompson's feeling it a little bit. He's had a good good run of games. I've having not played loads for Brentford. But Kane Vincent Young, who in theory is more of an attacking fullback than Thompson, wasn't able to to get into that game and and stretch things from fullback. Bond wasn't able to to get cracking, and Piggott um, Piggott wasn't able to make any kind of impact coming off the pitch. Really, he took he took one right off Selena's foot, kind of in the in the Selena zone, in the Fleetwood mm. winner zone, where, that he you would back him to have scored that. Um, that was that was frustrating. So yeah, the substitutes didn't didn't lift Ipswich and if, if you're going to go if you are tailing off and, and and you are kind of falling away a little bit flat what you really need is your subs to come on and, and lift it and, and they weren't they weren't able to do that hmm. well, How are you feeling about your boy McCauley these days Roscoe um, I, I can't remember off the top of my head what the what the goal drought is officially now but it's it's definitely a, a, a seven. Barren. I think it's seven without now seven without um, and he's no longer that nailed on starter that he, that he once was Um how are you feeling about about your boy Bon? Uh, it's been a 
been a disappointment, um, I have to say. Um, I'm sure he's disappointed that he's not been able to get those runner games and get those goals. Um, you know, unbelievable fairy tale start to his town career. Um, mm. Of course, lots happened. Of course, the, the system change and, uh, you know, Kane Jackson's out of nowhere form. Um, I think, yeah, he's going to be disappointed. I know town fans probably going to be disappointed that he hasn't hit the heights of what he did at the start of the season, but you're not always going to have that. You're not, not always going to score every game, hmm. every week. It's just one of those things. But I'm, I'm sure he's disappointed that he hasn't able to, to score loads of goals under McKenna. Um, when a new manager comes in, you want to be that striker who can score goals and you know fire us into the playoffs. But um, hopefully he can have a nice little period now, end of the season, trying to get us into that playoffs. Hopefully he can find his scoring form. But he's not starting at the moment, so hmm. it's hard to come off the bench. It's actually no, no no goal in eight. Sorry, I hadn't counted Tuesday night. I'm one in 19. So it's not blimey. It's, it's not great, Ar- is it? Um, arid, arid. Are you seeing any any difference in the way McCauley's playing, Hutchie, um, from earlier in the season? Or is it literally just that it's um, just not dropping for him? He's still contributing. I, I like yeah. him more as a starter than I do as a substitute. Um, not really. I, I, I think he's still contributing. He's just... There's maybe a... As you, you, he's scored one goal in nineteen. He's not going to have the kind of the spring in his step, is he? And, and when, when he was absolutely um, drizzling goal, what was it? What was he? Showering goals. Yeah. When he was showering goals, Ross. He was everything he touched turned to gold, didn't it? Like obviously the Sheffield Wednesday thing to set up that goal, uh, the the touch to keep the ball in play and ram it home against Portsmouth, the brilliant goal against, against MK Dons. Um, everything he was touching was, was going in. Um, and that he must've been floating on, on air. There's so mm. much confidence and, and hype. And it wasn't just the goals, was it? It was, that was the peak of kind of like bond mania at that point. He, he was everything to Ipswich. He was having his, poster put up on the side of a stadium that he'd only mm. played in six times or something silly like that it, everything he must have been on such a high um that you just on that adrenaline but that that's not there for him now it's maybe having to come from within a little bit more but I still think I still think he's contributing when he's starting games and is kind of central to the to the game plan he's still when we talk about this we talk about this ahead of every game, don't we? Who, who should play up front? He's still the first kind of thought in my mind is mm. it should probably be McGawley Bond. That's I can see the game plan that, that has worked for Jackson. I've really enjoyed watching Jackson, but the first thought when we have that conversation is always for me is still McCauley Bond. Mm. Um, and I don't know whether maybe that's me kind of hanging on to the, the recent past a little bit. I don't know. But it, that, that's just where my mind goes straight away is, is that he's the the best all-round sort of jack-of-all-trades but also capable of incredible moments striker that they've got. I still believe mm. that. Um, mm. And I and I think he'll... I think he's still definitely got a big role big role <clears> to play. Someone we've not talked about for a while is, is James Norwood. Do we know... Mm-hmm. He's kind of tailed off, hasn't he, from, from what yeah. was a fantastic uh, month... Was it January one player? I can't remember. Uh, it was, he won it in January, but it was for December. December, yeah. So he had this fantastic resurgence. Um, yeah. What, what do we make of Jack? He's not carrying an injury or anything, is he? No, no. I think he's just, just lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Hutchie's just muted himself. There we go. Yeah, this wire is a bit... My microphone wire is a little bit close to my uh, 
to my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I get just to talk- just just stop breathing, Hutchie. It's no problem. I, I can't do that. <laughs> I'll die. Um, no, he's just lost, he's just lost in the shuffle a little bit. I think um, Jackson's resurgence obviously has um, pushed things down a little bit. Piggott's had chances recently, and, and James is kind of the odd man, the odd man out there at the moment. It's a bit surprising. Um, mm. Actual goal scorer, uh, but I mean, I. I feel sure that he'll he'll be back in the back in the eighteen again at the weekend, and it wouldn't completely shock me if he came straight back in to start. It's we've seen it before, haven't we? That that kind of you're, you're shuffling around the strikers, and actually someone comes from left field. I think Joe Piggott came from not making the bench at MK Dons. I'm, I think I'm right in saying off the top of my head, he didn't even make the bench at MK Dons, but started on the on the weekend mm. against um, against Burton. So. Wouldn't completely shock me if the same kind of route happened for James Norwood. I tell you, I tell you what has got James Norwood written all over it: Fleetwood away. I, oh I, yes, I, 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 it just feels like a game that James Norwood could really contribute in up against Toto um, at Fleetwood. I could just, it just feels like a James Norwood game, um, as does Morecambe. If I'm completely honest, so it wouldn't shock me at all if he kind of went from nowhere to being being a starter in one, at least one of the next two. Maybe those are games he's being pointed at. As we Possibly. On um, any other notes from the game before we kind of move on to issues arising from Hutchie, Roscoe, anything else to mention game related? It was dry. That was the main thing for Rossi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have your jeans dried out from Saturday yet, Rossi? <clears throat> yeah, of course I washed them since, but um, yeah, they've, uh, yeah, they've just, no, it was a nice, a nice, Nice evening, actually. It was a frustrating watch, but just a nice weather-wise. Great crowd again, twenty plus thousands. Yeah, at Portland in League One on a Tuesday night. It's mental, just madness, it? just madness. Props of course, to town fans. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, since uh, since that town have sold out another away end at Oxford um, next month, tremendous support, almost two thousand there again. Um, Hutchie, we touched on it earlier. The wider picture, the playoff picture. Um, town still four points off. Could have been two. Um, but teams above them are conspiring to kind of draw Ipswich Town back towards them, aren't they? I mean, Sunderland have been yep. basically in free fall for a while. Plymouth have been struggling as well. Um, Town still in ninth, 52 points, 12 games left. Sunderland are in sixth, same amount of games, 56 points. Um, obviously, the likes of, of Sheffield Wednesday and Wickham, who are just above Town, have played less games than Town. But how are we feeling about the wider picture? I don't suppose really anything's changed, has it? Other than the fact that that was a game you'd think they could have won and moved a bit closer. Yeah. It's still a case of having to win, what, seven, eight, nine games of their remaining yeah. 12, isn't it? Yeah, I I, I really think draw, there, there are certain games you could get away with a draw in, I think, but draws mm. are no... I half... Draws draws don't feel any good to Ipswich. And, and to that end, I, I kind of... Ipswich got a late corner in this one and I kind of had a little glimpse down the other end to see, what, what's Christian Walton doing here? <laughs> at, what point, at what point do they... Does that start to happen? But um, no, that, look, they're in, they're in, they're in a, they're in a good place. If there were another ten games on top of that left, I would feel really, really, really confident that they would get in. Um, I really do. It's just, it's going to require a supreme amount of consistency. We knew, we all knew that games like Tuesday night were going to happen, didn't we? Um, we it would happen at some point, and there are games in there that they're probably going to lose between now and the end of the season. But if they can get those eight, nine, maybe even ten wins, 
I think they could get there. You, you've you mentioned Plymouth and Sunderland there. Both have changed their managers in recent weeks mm. and months. And, and it's not... Sunderland in particular is a bit of a dumpster fire, isn't it? With the sacking of Lee Johnson, it's, mm. um, it's, it's, it's not gone very well. Alex Neal is someone you'd back to to do the business there, but he's not had the instant impact that McKenna's had here. So um, I feel, I feel good about it. I feel really good about the club. I feel really good about this team. I like watching them. I like what they do. I like what Kieran McKenna does. I just can't shake the disappointment for how badly they started this season and how much of a handicap mm. they've given them. I, I, I think they've got a real chance of getting in there, but it, and if they do, it's going to be some ride the next couple of months for them to kind of surge in. So, uh, no, they're there. They're there, aren't they? They've put themselves in the picture and they, weren't, always, in the, they weren't in the picture. They were completely out of the picture, weren't yeah. they? There's always, there always seems to be. I don't know if it actually is something that happens every season. There always seems to be a team that comes galloping from the back of the field, goes into the playoffs, charging with momentum, and more often than not, ends up going up. And there does feel that kind of feeling around town at the moment, doesn't there, in terms of the yeah. way it's going under McKenna? I think they, I think they'd be, I think they're good mm. enough to do that. I think they, yeah. they're good enough to be that team. I think they're good enough to. Uh, you've got a team built with a defense that I would back to win playoff games because of it. I think, mm. I think they're, they, they've got themselves into a place where they're a good enough football team to be better than than what's in the playoffs like mm. if we're talking about do you remember the Marcus Evans proposal to uh let's just extend the playoffs down to 10th <laughs> at the end yeah. at the end of that at the end of that season have a massive playoff tournament um yeah. at the end of the end of the COVID season if that was to happen I'd back them to win it but the big the big the big thing is is, is getting into it to give themselves a chance and they've given themselves a chance of having a chance and, I, and I'm really excited to see what they do with it over the next the next two months so you're saying there's a chance. Excellent. Saying there's a chance. But if you look, I mean, if you look at the table, obviously we, we talk there about teams above them in a bit of a bit of free fall, um, and they they have to play teams above them still, don't they? That that run in March is massive. You still got to play Oxford. You still got to play Plymouth. They've still got to play Portsmouth, who are just below them in that month of March. Month of March, they've still got Wigan to come. So all teams to come, a potential opportunity to take points off the teams above them and. And and yeah. go charging into those playoffs. We will yeah. see. Yeah, I tell you what, we're gonna we're gonna be starting watching kind of the Ipswich's blank midweeks at some point as well mm. because because Sheffield Wednesday above them have got and you you always have to look at this table. You, you look at it in a worst case scenario, don't you? Sheffield Wednesday have got two games in hand. They might win those two games. They also might not. But if they do. That puts Sheffield Wednesday nine points ahead of Ipswich. If Wickham win their one game in hand, that puts them six ahead of Ipswich. If Plymouth win their two games in hand, let me do some maths, that puts them 10 points ahead of Ipswich. They're not all going to win all of those games. Of course they're not. But but there's all of that just to shake out as well. I, 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 I'll be honest, I don't know when these teams play those games. I might have a little look when we finish recording just to see when we might start to get a true a true table to look at again. Um, like if Portsmouth have got three games in hand, if they win them all, I don't think they will. But if they do, they go ahead of Ipswich as well. So mm. it's um, there's quite a lot to shake out here, but it, it doesn't change how I feel about the team that, that Ipswich are putting together. That's And, and if they're going to get in there, they're the ones that are going to have to do it themselves. Just looking at the fixtures this weekend, for example, um, Sides above or in that kind of fifth, sixth spot. Plymouth at home to Rotherham, runaway league leaders. So you'd say Rotherham are going to be favourites there. And then Wigan 
are hosting Sunderland. Um, and again, you, you can't see that going any other way yeah. other than that the Wigan yeah. win this weekend. You've got, so, you've got to hope, hope for the top two to do them favours now because they're, mm. they're gone. So that let, we want them to romp away, don't we, and win everything apart from the games over Easter. We want it to be showering goals, don't we, Rossi? Um, <laughs> in terms of what Town can do and, and how successful they can be over the next few games, that's going to be impacted by some news that came out. It kind of got a little bit got lost in the shuffle after the game. Kieran McKenna confirming that Lee Evans is going to be out for, quotes, a few weeks with a knee injury that he suffered late in the Burton game, um, which is a pretty major blow, isn't it, Rossi? Uh, Evans and Morsey are, when both fit and available, and they've not been fit and available together much this season, but their consensus first names on the team sheet. Um, clearly, we're going to have to have a chat about who replaces Lee Evans. But in terms of a blow for town, Evans, strangely, it seems to kind of split opinion often among among town fans. But he's important to this side, isn't he? Yeah, it's a massive blow. You know, he is. He was the missing link, weren't he? On 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 Tuesday, he was outstanding, outstanding on Saturday, um, and yeah. Unfortunately, Lee Evans and Sam Wally, they are the best midfield partnership at the club, and they've not been able to really have a run of games. And they've mm. had a run of games recently, but of course, Morsey got his suspension. Um, and but yeah, that is the best partnership, and it is a massive blow. You know, we we saw that really on on Tom Carroll had a okay first half, but then he went missing in the second half. Um, mm. And then, but yeah, it's now up to Carroll, Bakerson, El Mazzuni to step up in Evans. Um, with him now we're going to miss it next few weeks. Uh, but yeah, as you said, he's different opinions from town fans that they like Lee Evans, but then there's times where they don't like him, if you know what I mean. I think he's one of those players, but um, you know, the, the, I know it's Doncaster game was bloody months ago, but what a game that was for him. And he's had a few other games like that where he's been, been superb. So uh, mm-hmm. it is going to be, a, it is a big blow and uh, we shall see who replaces him in that midfield. Before we get on to who replaces him, Hutchie, and obviously there's three kind of options really, um, can you talk a little bit about how Lee Evans and Morsey work together and what makes them effective? Well, for a start, they've played 99 matches together as a, as a pair, yeah. um, which is which is substantial. Um, and I think Lee Evans has kind of, he's, he's taken Cole Skews's number eight shirt and he's also taken Cole Skews's sort of position in being overlooked a little bit because I think if you if you if you use kind of the analogy of a as a band of a band like Sam Morsey's the front man and Lee Evans is kind of the he's not he's not on the maracas he's he's, <laughs> he's he, not the bed he's, he's not I'm not bez he's uh he's maybe he's on the drums or, or bass or something but he it's all about midfield blends and these two have got a real good blend in midfield. Morsi is the front man. He's the, the eye catcher, kind of the, the marauder, um, particularly under McKenna, actually. I've, I've, he, I've, I've been so much more impressed with Morsi under McKenna than I have under Cook, which is strange to say, mm. given, given how much history they have, but Morsi's the maraud, the marauder, the break, he breaks things up, gets on the ball. He's the one that will drive forward with it. At feet. Evans is kind of the, the kind of the, the sweeper in, in in behind. He sweeps from side to side, gives the midfield its lateral movement, whereas Morsi gives it vertical. Um, that's both with his his movement, taking the ball from the back three. He drops in and allows the back the the, the back three to step out with the ball. Um, he's got a wicked frick um set not set piece, sort of open play. His open play crossing is great. Like he, he can whip these 
these balls into the to the near post, which is great to watch. His set pieces are okay. We know Ipswich aren't profiting from those, but he he kind of gives Ipswich their lateral movement, which which should really help bring the fullbacks into play as well because he can back them up. Um, they just work well as a pair. Um, when we sort of started our sort of pre-season chat, I remember I, I put Lee Evans down as my, my best signing at, at that point. Um, that was before Morsi arrived. And, and in hindsight, without Morsi, Evans isn't the same player. Morsi's mm. not the same player without Evans either. So it's all about midfield blends. They complement each other really nicely. And that's why it's it's such a blow to kind of have have had them available. I think it's 18 starts they've made together all season. Mm. There's been so many reasons why. Morsi's suspension. Uh, Evans missed has missed games because his wife's given birth. Evans has picked up injuries in the warm-up. He was ill as well. He's had niggles of his own. Um, so they just work well as a pair and they it's like me and Stu. <laughs> Stu Stu's the Morsi, I'm the Evans. Who's who is who's the Bears in the Ipswich Town team, just out of interest? On the Maracas. Yeah. Uh, it was Miles Kenlock. Um, <laughs> who's on Maracas now? Uh I don't know. There's, we'll there's think about that. Have a, have a think about that while we continue chatting, Hutchie. So clearly there is going to be a drop-off with, with Noli Evans. That is that is unfortunately inevitable, you have to say. The three replacement potential, you've got Tyreek Backinson, you've got Tom Carroll, obviously played Tuesday night, and you've got Idris El Mazzouni, who we've referred to quite often on this podcast as the best kind of Sam Morsi replacement um, that the town have got. He hasn't got to replace Morsi, he's got to replace Evans now. So of those three, Hutchie, is there is there one that you kind of are leaning towards over any of the others? No, no, no. And I think I think Kieran McKenna kind of summed it up himself on <clears> Tuesday <throat> night. He spoke about there not being a player with the same profile as Evans to to, to come in. Um, I think, and I think we've seen that in in McKenna's team selections as well. I was I was going through it this morning, and Kieran McKenna has started matches with seven different midfield pairings. He's only had eleven games in charge. There's been wow. seven seven different pairings in midfield, and and Morsi and Evans have played four of those. Morsi and Carroll have played two, and that's the only other pairing that started more than one match together. So I think I think we're going to have to just face up to the fact there is. I don't think there is. Let's say let's say Lee Evans misses six matches for argument's sake. I don't think we'll see. There's not a replacement. I don't think that's going to come in and play six matches. Um, I think there are games that will suit Tom Carroll. And I think in theory, Tuesday night with Cheltenham, that was a game that suited Tom Carroll. We saw that in the first half games where Ipswich are plainly going to dominate the ball. Teams might sit back a little bit and and allow them space to work. I think those games will suit Tom Carroll. I think we might see him play more home games than we do away games. Um, And there are games that maybe the kind of the upside of Tyreek Backinson will suit town more, uh, suit Mm -hmm. the games more. And I'd, probably maybe put this Morecambe game in that in that bracket if you my gut feeling is that we might see Backinson this weekend um possibly even in the Fleetwood game and and then Carroll um Carroll maybe in some more of the home games that's my that's my gut feeling if really I look at it and I think the best likeness is Tom Carroll for Lee Evans, but there are some sides of the game that are missing. The physical side of it isn't there for Carroll. Mm. Um, we can see him get leggy after an hour. Um, so I think much with the strikers, I think we're just going to have to get used to seeing a bit of a 
bit of a blend going on here. But the crucial thing now is if Sam Morsi needs to stay fit and out <laughs> of suspension trouble. Um, <laughs> because then we're kind of back into the rolling of the dice section. So they've got good players. I, I, I like, there's things I like about Carroll. There's things about Backinson. There's things I like about Idris El Mazzouni as well. But I don't think one of them is going to be a slam dunk replacement for Lee Evans over this period. I think we'll see them all. Mm. You've not really, in terms of there, you, you've talked about Carroll and, and um, Backinson. You didn't really mention El Mazzouni. Do you think he's kind of the the, out, the outsider of that trio in terms of replacing? Yeah, probably, probably. But the I think, as, as you said at the very start of this chat, he, he's probably the Morsi replacement, probably. Mm. I'm not I'm not entirely convinced by that, if I'm honest. Um, but he does seem to be kind of further away than Backinson and Carroll. But I do I do like El Mazzuni. He's got a bit of grit about him. He's mm. um he he maybe would keep the ball more than more than Evans. I'd, I I like Idris as well. I'm I'm disappointed we've not seen more of Idris over the last the last few years, but it's it's hard it's hard for him. Um, he's the one that he didn't make the bench on Tuesday night. Um, I would probably put him at the back of the queue with the three, but you know what? He's actually got maybe combined attributes that brings a little bit of everything to the party, but may, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. I honestly don't know. I, I, I think we're in the same realm as the strikers now. We're going to see someone different for different for different games. If there's one thing I do know when it comes to lineups and team selection, the man to ask is Ross Halls. Um, Rossi, famously a big fan of, of predicting teams and lineups and, and who should play where. Of of the three that we've discussed replacing the Evans, is there one that, that you're leaning more towards? Don't just say I agree with everything Hutchie's just said. I do, but um, <laughs> I also have my own opinion as well. So I will yeah. bring that to, to the floor. Excellent. Um, Backerson. Yeah. Sorry, Backerson. I think he'll be the perfect man for this game. Um, so that is my answer. Why? I think um, he came off the bench, didn't he, on Tuesday? Did he, did he come off the bench? No. No. Oh, no. God. <laughs> I, was, I was there. You lost um, for him at MK Dons. Yeah. MK Dons. And I think he played okay then. So I think this is just his sort of game, I feel. I think he... Um, Carroll just, I don't know, he just, he, second half, he just, and yeah, don't, don't ask David Fletcher about Tom Carroll because, uh, it's not his biggest fan or even Joe Piggott. Uh, I won't use the words he used about those players, but, um, now I think Baxton, I like him. Um, yeah. and I like, I like to see him start. And I think, yeah, going up to Morecambe, um, <laughs> a, a tight ground, uh, I think he'll be the perfect man for that midfield. And, um, just to try out, I know. McKenna has tried different midfields, as, as Hutchie's already mentioned. The amount of play, you know, partnerships have had already in that midfield. I think he he could just have that extra um, forward as well. Mm. We've, okay. We've, we've, sorry, with with Backinson, we the reviews we got from Bristol City is that one week he would have a, a stormer, the next he would have a not stormer, a drizzle, um, and I think we've seen elements of that. There's things I really like about him. I like I like his kind of vision to play these nice little one-touch pop passes which he did at MK Dons to release Morsi a few times to run at the run at the defence I quite like that but we also at MK Dons saw him um, give the ball away in some some tough areas a couple of times and another time where he pulled out of a tackle um, and then 
in a dangerous area, which would have put Ipswich in real trouble at that point. But his only way out of that was then to commit a foul and get a yellow card um, to kind of haul himself out of that trouble. So um, there are some real things to like about him, but there are some some things maybe not not so good as well. Um, if you can get him in there and get him on a good on a really good day, I think he could be he could be the answer. I, I think he probably will be the one this weekend. But what do I know? Eh? We'll find out at two o'clock on Saturday. We will. Um, oh, what was that? Someone just dropped, dropped something. Dropped a pen. Dropped a pen. There we go. Um, just in case you were worrying, friends. Uh, the house isn't falling apart. Let's let's go on to this weekend then, Hutchie. Um, you boys winding your way towards Morecambe. A long old trip. Home, of course, of Tyson Fury, Morecambe. So uh, uh, normally you'd be able to knock on his door and say hello, but Tyson's put a video out saying he's he's incommunicado while he trains for the Dillian White fight, unfortunately, so we won't get him on here. Um, Hutchie, how are you feeling about this game? Morecambe, I've just been looking. They've not won at all this month. They've just come off a, a, a way defeat at Rotherham. I think the last time they won was towards the end of January where they beat Wickham at home. So aside, not in very good form, struggling towards the foot of the table. Um, what are your what are your feelings on the trip to the Shrimps? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to going. I've never been, so I'm looking, yeah. forward to, looking forward to going. So that's a nice, nice box to tick. Um, they've lost their manager, obviously, to St. Yep. St. Mirren. Stephen Robinson's gone to St. Mirren and, and I'm not, I'm not. I'm not surprised at all to see that Derek Adams is 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 back. He's the man that brought them up uh, before going to Bradford. Um, so he's been sacked by Bradford. So it, ma- it makes an awful lot of sense to see him sort of back quite quite quickly. So um, yeah, I'm just I'm just looking forward to seeing what Ips- Ipswich can do. It's another one we we look at and think we really we really want to see them win it. More so, even more so after after Tuesday night. Um, looking forward to seeing Cole Stockton play again. I've enjoyed what he's been mm. able to do recently. Um, but it's all all about Ipswich and all about seeing what they can what they can do because there's this, then there's the Fleetwood game. We all, we know that it's going to be tough at Fleetwood. Um, we, we, we've seen Fleetwood enough times. I'm I'm really looking forward to that one actually with Ellis Harrison and Toto and Ciala in the in the Fleetwood side, but, um, but yeah, just, just looking at this one as another game they need to win. Spicy that Fleetwood game's going to be, isn't it? Yeah. Added, added spice narrative, as we say in, in sports. Yeah. Um, Hutchie, we, we've said, you, you think both of you said, you think Backington's going to be in this weekend back to the same old who plays up front chat. Are you still putting Bon up? Top? Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd play, I'd play Macaulay Bon. Um, and how about his his two partners up top? <laughs> um, who would you play? Let, tell me who you'd play, rather than who you I, think might play. I like, in general, I like the the kind of the the dual tens that we've mm. seen of um, certainly Selena. I'd play Selena. I'd, I think I'd probably play Selena and Aluko um, for this game. But mm. for me, I would I would not be going with the kind of. And we haven't seen it for a little while. In fairness, the kind of Norwood left side thing. I would, I would go with two of the three from Selena Chaplin and Aluko um, as kind of dual, dual attacking midfielders behind Macaulay Bon. And I'd probably go Aluko and Selena for this one. Roscoe, what are you saying? You going? Obviously, your boy Macaulay Bon. You're going to be leaning towards. I'd imagine. Who else would you would you stick up there, or would you play Macaulay? Um, yeah, I think this is a good game for him. Um, I think maybe 
Kane Jackson is. I want to say he's done his he's done his bit the last two games. But I think yeah, maybe change it up. Um, and yeah, I just hmm hmm. Eleven players will play. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, true. Uh, I think yeah, I think it'll be a different front three from from the Tuesday night game. Um, maybe maybe a Luco comes in. Hmm. Luco's kind of been an odd man out recently, hasn't he? We've not not seen him yeah. for a little while. Um, so maybe this is a good game for him. Caden, you'd imagine, will need a rest, wouldn't you? Given that he's he's kind of come from not playing at all to suddenly being the main man for the last couple of games. Possibly. I I, I, I like that he's going to be... I, I think he'll be a fixture in, in matchday squads going forward mm. now. He, he He's a player that could do some real damage in the right game from a, ben, from a bench as well as being a starter mm. at times. I, th- I think he's... What he's done in the last in the last week or so would have would have played himself firmly into kind of the thoughts. I, I would had Kyle Edwards not been injured, I, I'd be looking at him uh, maybe to give Wes Burns a break in this one because mm. McKenna, when when Edwards was sort of ruled out, McKenna was talking about yeah we'd been working on on Kyle playing that wide right role um, and he was looking good there in training. I, I think this would have been one maybe to give Burns a break. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure there's really a viable option to replace him. Kane Vincent Young would be the one you'd look at, but I, I'd have wanted to see more from him on Tuesday night before I'd be thinking about giving him a start. I think they they might be getting to a point where they kind of have to have to go with Burns, even mm-hmm. if you're inclined to rest him, um, because even though the the product's not necessarily been there, it's, it's funny saying the product's not been there. He did score on Saturday, but. Um, but in general, kind of the crossing's not quite been on point. But um, maybe you just look after him in terms of training and um, and save him for games only. I don't know. But I, there's too much of a drop off, I would say, to to leave him out. Hmm. Okay. Should we should we come on to million pound picks, Hutchie? Um, before we get on yep. to predictions. Uh, now you were you sent in your million pound pick via WhatsApp on Monday. Clearly, you were you were off on Monday. Um, Morsey to score again. Which you said you, you're going to keep keep doing. Yep. Didn't come in again. Um, are you going to go with it again? Yep. Okay. <laughs> he should have scored by now. He was in. He he got in another position to kind of potentially get a, a shot off from about eight yards out on on Tuesday night, but the ball just wouldn't drop for him. He he's getting in the positions. He 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 should have scored a goal by now, and I'm going to keep pounding until he uh, until he does. So I'll, I'll put another fifty thousand pounds on him to do that, which. This time the odds returned three hundred twenty-five thousand uh, pounds, so I'll do that. But I also think, and there's some really some quite tasty odds here. Um, I think Ipswich are going to concede in this game, and I think they're going to concede the first goal. But I think they're going to come from behind to ultimately win, uh, win the match. Which, if you put a hundred thousand pounds on it, which fortunately I've got to do, <laughs> yeah. uh, it returns a whole million. Wow. So it's nine to one for them to come from behind to win. I think the odds are nicely boosted there because Ipswich haven't let in goals, so don't go behind. So I think they might have to. Uh, I think they might have to show a little bit in this one. I think they might. They might concede. They'll. They'll. Um, and do things the hard way. So I'll do that. Hundred grand come from behind. Stop breathing, Hutchie. You keep muting yourself. <laughs> my desk. The thing is, my desk isn't big enough, right? To fit yeah. my laptop. 
my little uh, my little squidgy thing that stops me getting sore wrists and this microphone on all at once. So the wire right. is too close to my stomach, which isn't going to be helped by the fact that Ross has informed us that there's got the best pies in the EFL at, <laughs> at Morecambe at the weekend, which I want to hear more of in a minute, Ross. Um, mm. But yeah, I'll go with that. 100 grand on that, 50 grand on Morsi. It could be an overall win of, they're not a double, they're separate bets. Could be an overall pot of 1.325 million pounds or could lose another 150 grand. Could be a massive night in Morecambe Saturday night then. I assume, <laughs> I assume you're, you're staying over, are you? Uh, we're not after we both got we've all got to be back for Sunday morning so we're, we're actually we're, we're going up on Friday night so maybe we'll spend the winnings early yeah um, <laughs> just just it'll be fine just it'll it'll, it'll get covered the following day Rossi uh, actually actually give us a prediction and you'll say they're going to come from behind and win so what are you saying 2-1 two, 2-1 one? Two, yeah. two, Rossi what are you saying and we can talk about pies Hmm, hmm, Morecambe, Morecambe, Morecambe. I hope we don't do what we did at Accrington and lose. Um, going all that, all that way is um, you don't want to lose. Um, it's further, go... it's further than Accrington, mate. Just, yeah, just so you're ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've looked at the map and uh, yeah, didn't didn't ever think I'll go that far in my life. Um, in, in the UK. <laughs> um, uh, to be fair, I've been to Carlisle, so I have been that. Far. Um, I love that. I love that. <laughs> you, you lucky boy. I, I yeah. never dreamed I'd go as far as Morecambe. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, just a little boy from Ipswich. Lord, yeah. Lord. There's this whole world out there. It's like Lord of oh, the Rings. Ross trekking up through the... <laughs> yeah. I, I, just to let listeners know, I have been abroad. Do not worry. We've been to Germany together, I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, when you look at the map, you think, bloody hell, that's, that's far. 2-1. Yeah. Um, Two one town, two one town, two one. I I just love that concept of young Bosco, one day dreaming of travelling as far as Morecambe. Oh, amazing! Uh, I'm going to say six nil town. Um, only Bosco, six, only six. Yeah, it's I've normally got, seven. That's ridiculous, though, isn't it? Seven nil. Uh, <laughs> Rossi, tell us more about these pies because as part of game day, or indeed as a, a separate bit of content, as we call it, um, I would love to see you trying a pie in a mm. video form. On Saturday. Yeah. So, what 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 did your man tell you? Good old Derek, whatever his name was. He just said they were good pies. But I've also found um, a web story on the Morecambe like official club website. They were mm. actually honoured with um, the 2020 British Pie Awards, and the club have been awarded the class champion in the following categories: dessert pie, the Bromley apple pie, and the Ooh, sports what? pie, the lamb and vegetable the pie. Sports pie. <laughs> Is that is that because you 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 eat your pie before you do the sport? The, the lamb Possibly. And, you've got that you've got the protein and the carbs. I like it's the sandwich dessert pie. Yeah, so do I. apple pie. So yeah, they won it um, the awards back in 2020. Um, so yeah, it's been the, been running since 2009. The awards are a national celebration of British pies. So there you there go. go. There's, there's few things better than than a good apple pie. So I'd like you to try both, Roscoe. Um, okay. You have my permission to to claim them back because it's it's for work purposes. It's only a pound um, apparently. So a pound yeah. of pie, unbelievable yeah. value. So, yeah. um, so I want to see I want to see a, you consuming a sports pie and a dessert pie. <laughs> sports uh, pie. I, uh, yeah. It must be isotonic, Hutchie. Well, Lucas well, yeah. in the <laughs> in the sauce. <laughs> you see the players come off that. Lads, come on, come over, lads. Yeah, 20 minutes into the game, we need yeah. to get that sports pie in you. 
That's just what you want to be eating after 25 minutes of a football game, a pie. Get that down, you boys. Won't sit heavy at all. Um, okay, so we're all predicting a win to to lesser or greater extents at Morecambe. I can't wait to see this pie-based content as well. Rossi, in terms of games this weekend, Ipswich Town men at Morecambe is not the biggest game of the weekend for Ipswich Town. Ipswich Town women, the mighty tractor girls, have the biggest game in the history of their games at home at Felixstowe in the FA Cup against fierce rivals Southampton on on Sunday. Um, tell us all about it, because this is absolutely massive. It's a genuine chance for Richwich Town ladies to reach the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. They've obviously made this round before, um, although technically in the history books, I don't think it, it counts, but they definitely did uh, when they got tonked by mighty Manchester City, which, you know, no shame in that. Yeah. Um, but this this game is very much a winnable one. Very excited about it. Tell us all about it. Yes, massive boy. It is massive at the Gold Star. Um, a chance for an Ipswich Town team, as you said, to get to a quarterfinals of the FA Cup. You know, at least the women's team, they can actually win cup games. You know, with mm. the men's team, they can't. Um, although it's just about beating Oldham in a replay. But enough of that. Um, but yeah, it's going to be... You know, we've played Southampton already this season twice. Once actually in a cop competition, actually lost in the the League Cup. But um, that doesn't matter. We don't care about that. It's all about the FA Cup. Um, tickets are available if you fancy going um, on the actually official club website. You know where you can get home tickets for the for the men. They're actually on the website there. Six pound fifty for adults. Four pound fifty for the seniors, and then um, under sixteens are free. And there's also a true blue membership. Um, but no, it should be a very good occasion on Sunday at the Gold Star. Hopefully, um, a record crowd. I think they're trying to get hopefully a thousand, two thousand. You know, that, that's the goal. And there'll be some town fans who won't be going to Morecambe because they probably feel mm. don't want to go to Morecambe. So, if you fancy your football fix, go on Sunday to support the girls and um, hopefully see history and uh, a team get into the quarterfinals. And Southampton, as I say, there they are. They are your what well, are big rivals, aren't they? In terms of this yeah. season, they're the kind of one team that that town have have. have been going back and forth with in at the top of the table. Um, what, how have we done against them so far this season, would you say? So, yeah, um, as I mentioned, we lost, unfortunately, against them in the Cup, League yeah. Cup, um, early in the season. But then we beat them at their their place in the League 2-0. So, um, it's, so far, it's going into this third game. Can Tau make it two out of out of three? And, um, of course, it's the biggest game. And then we've got to play them in the League um, in a few, in I think next month, um, which will be a big decider for the league title. But Southampton, an annoying team. They keep postponing games, keep playing cup games. They haven't played in the league for like literally a month. So mm. they've got so many games in hand. But um, no, it should be an entertaining game. I think, um, was it your first game, Patrick, you saw town women's play with your with your daughter? Was it the Southampton game, I think? Mm, yeah. No. No, no, no it wasn't bad. Southampton. No, it was... Uh... Who's the team that play in Yeovil? It's not Yeovil. Bridgewater, no? Bridgewater, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So what you're saying, Rossi, is this is the trilogy. Yeah. The, the trilogy. You see what I've done there? Um, this is going to be This is maybe going to be the first time that, that people are tuning in, um, getting mm-hmm. interested in Ipswich Town women with such a big game. Who are, the, who are the names to look out for? We know Natasha Thomas is something of a, a legend, the striker, um, but there, there, there is talent all over the pitch, isn't there, in terms of ability, um, and, and skill and and players to watch. So, give us give us some names other than Natasha Thomas that that we can look forward to doing big things on Sunday. Of course, and um, just like the men's town team, we've got a solid back three. Um, mm. You know, Sarah Quantra on goal, and then we've got um, Paige Peak, Liv Smith, and Lucy Egan. Lucy Egan's the, the mm. destroyer. 
She's um, that's what her name is, and Paige Peak, Liv Smith are the consistent um, partners with her. Um, you got to also look out for a forward three of Zoe Barrett, Maddie Biggs, and you got Abby Lafayette, who was on the podcast Track the Girls Talk with me and Blue Wilson, the town woman skipper. Unfortunately, Blue is not normally a player you should look out for, but she's <laughs> unfortunately injured at the moment. Um, but yeah, Abby Lafayette has been the the superstar this season. You know, ten assists, four goals. Um, so look out for her. She does all the set pieces. So um, hopefully we can see a set piece goal. That's what we're we're known for. So mm. um, look out for that. Yeah, but hopefully Tash, Tash Thomas can score as well. She's the uh, the record goal scorer in in, in town ladies history. Isn't she, how many goals yeah. has she scored? So top my head, hundred and twelve something like that. Wow. Maybe maybe more. But um, so yeah, she's scored a lot of goals in her career. So and she's done well this year. Fifteen goals so far in all competitions. Prolific. Um, so what? Just just round up then, Rossi. That's at, um, the Gold Star Ground in Felix though Sunday. What time does it kick off? Two p.m. Two p.m. Tickets still available. Go along mm-hmm. and, and support uh, the Tractor Girls because it is a, a fantastic opportunity to get into the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. And then I assume get through to that stage. It's all it's all the big guns, is it then? There's um of course there's possibility of actually playing teams like West Brom who are in our our level, but they play in the northern section. So if they right. win their game. We could then play West Brom, hopefully, if we get that, that draw. And then we possibly could beat them when we're in the semis. And then the big boys will be the, will be there. But Manchester City, Man United, they play each other in this round. So Ooh. one of those will be out. Um, of course, Chelsea and Arsenal, they're the teams probably going to be gunning to, to win this competition. But um, we shall see. Mm. Uh, and obviously, we have our own dedicated podcast hosted by your good self, Rossi. Um, th- there's one this week looking towards that game. Just just remind us, you say it's got Abby and... and Obviously, your co-host, excellent by the way, Blue Wilson, uh, on the yeah. podcast. Um, so that's that's there to listen to now, isn't it? This morning, yeah. Tune into that. Um, a lot of great chat. Also, a good quiz. Although I've been told that one of the questions, um, or one of the answers, is wrong. So uh... <laughs> does that mean it is that still a good quiz? Uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, but yeah, I was told by Kieran and also Joe, the um, the manager of each time we saying I've got a question wrong. So uh, tune in. <laughs> there we go. Go and listen to that then. Build up to that massive game on Sunday. Hutchie, um, any other business? We've we've talked about the draw at home on on Tuesday night. We've talked about the trip to the Shrimps, and we've talked about the massive FA Cup game for the Tractor Girls this weekend. Anything else you want to mention? What's the what's the shirt of the day behind you? Oh, that's the. Is that the um? Is that that Brazilian one with the map? Oh man, which which yeah. team is that? Atletico Atletico Mineiro. That is beautiful. I didn't realise you had one of those. Um, that yeah, fantastic. If you watch, if you're not watching on on video, there was a. It, it went viral, didn't it? The shirt, Hutchie. Uh, yeah, I don't like year. it. You don't like it? Oh, physical in physical form, <laughs> I don't like it. It looks better in. It looks better in all the pictures. Okay. That's in the promotional shots, but it's a all bit... right. It's all right. Have you have you added any more classics to your collection recently? You told me you were, you were getting Venezia FC. Venezia's on the way. Yeah. Um, no more. No more. Other than that, what's the I'll flat? You pack... know, what's the flat pack furniture you got behind you? Flat. I'll lean the other way. Yeah. Uh, flat pack <laughs> furniture. Flat... That is uh, the third and final box from. Uh, what I spent my entire Saturday. I spent five hours on Saturday morning before going to Portman Road uh, building my daughter's new bed. Uh, so 
the first box is one of those beds like it's a mid-level bed so she has to mm -hmm. go up some steps to get it so i built the bed and then i built there's a chest of drawers that go underneath it that flat pack box is the desk which kind of pulls out from underneath it but we've decided she's not going to have that just yet she's going to enjoy a bit of a cubby hole underneath the bed nice. instead of instead of filling it with a desk superb ross have you been building any beds recently to be fair, when I first moved into this place with, with my girlfriend, I actually did do it all by myself, and I was pretty proud of myself. It's still standing, um, so happy days. Not bunk like bed Step is... Brothers. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say, I assume, I assume it is a bunk bed, is it, Rossi? No, no, it's a, it's a nice, <laughs> nice king size. You know, of course it is. Of course it is. Right then. Um, no other business from the boys. That just leaves me to do the usual shambolic outro, which starts with me reminding you to support our sponsors, Manscaped. Use the code co at manscaped.com for 20% off and free delivery on all that excellent stuff there. Also, follow us across all our social medias, YouTube, particularly we're building at the moment, uh, Kings of Anger on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We can now share links to stories via Instagram. So if you're not following us on Instagram, make sure you're on there because we'll put some, some links up as part of the story. Um, that is the show for today. We've talked about the, the draw with Cheltenham. We've talked looked ahead to Morecambe and also the huge game for the Tractor Girls this weekend. This weekend, Ross realises a dream when he travels as far as Morecambe. And let's hope, with that dream realised, it showers goals at Morecambe. Have a great weekend, everyone, and we'll speak to you next time. From true crime to football, Brexit to football, more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon. Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.